can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So what is on today's episode? Okay, so um, today we are talking about earwax because Uh, you've had a recent experience that you'd like to share very kindly. Um, And we don't have any guests today because the guest is me. Yeah. And I'm talking about how to structure a skincare routine. Hi, a lot of people have asked about this. Yeah, lots of people. So um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. And then obviously our products, we didn't know we needed. Hannah started the week off a little rough. Yeah. She uh, she had a blocked ear and um, I did say to her that maybe she needed to go to the doctor and have it checked. I tried to get it up myself. Yeah. Um, not, just, we do not advise. No, you pushed it um, in further. Yeah. Yes. So, Hannah, tell us what happened. So, um, I... I think that I produce a little bit more earwax than most people. Same. Yeah. So, or maybe we just produced a normal amount of earwax. And people, uh, I feel like I produce more. Yeah. Than me people. too. Me too. And basically, every few years, it gets completely blocked. I probably have to get it cleared out every two or three years. I've never had mine cleared out, but I really want to. So the last time I had to get it cleared out, um, was in I was in Thailand and because of the humidity, it ended up getting super infected. And as you know, I like to travel places where there's like no No healthcare. No healthcare. (laughs) So I had to get a boat to the main island and I went to like one of those clinics in Koh Phangan and um I had to go on antibiotics and they flushed out my ear. It was just an awful experience. Mm. So I would not recommend getting it to that point. Yeah. So what happened in the last few weeks is um, slowly it's just been building up and building up and then all of a sudden I stopped being able to hear out of my right ear. Well, I was trying to clear it out myself. Yeah, well, um, I thought that you just might have had an ear infection. No, um, so I was trying to clear it out and basically I've, I've been doing a little bit more research on it. Um, what can happen is if you're using cotton buds, you can push the wax further in and once it... Haven't ha- you seen those ads where they <laughs> of the ear stuff and the... The buds are like pushing it. Haven't yeah, you seen well, those? No, that's oh. basically what what happened. Yeah. And so I've pushed the earwax right into my ear and it's fully blocked. And so I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. So this week I was like, Joe, I actually can't record the podcast <laughs> because I can't hear anything out of yeah. my ear. Anyway, so I finally went to the doctor and they had a look in my ear and it was completely blocked. She actually said that I had a small ear canal which is such a compliment who doesn't want to hear they have a small ear canal <laughs> yeah really sexy that's what i that's what, that's what you want um and yeah so basically she so if you've never had a blocked ear before this is what happens so um you go to the doctor they have a look in they check that it's fully blocked and i guess not infected and then you go to the nurse and the nurse then flushes it out with this like syringe it's it's puts quite a lot of pressure on your yeah. ear. Is it just saline in the syringe? Yes, yeah. I think so. But the only thing that you need to do, if you go to the doctor with a blocked ear, you have to use that wax hole 
stuff for three uh, nights before. And you were already using that, weren't you? So I – because I've already had it done before. Yeah. I had been using it for three nights but only in my right ear. And then they looked oh. in my left ear and they're like, um, your left ear's almost blocked too. No wonder she's – whenever I say anything to her, she's like, <laughs> what? She can never hear anything. Well, the left ear was also partially blocked. Okay. So they tried – explains a lot. Yeah, so they tried to get the left one – but they couldn't because it wasn't soft enough. Yeah. So, yeah, so just make sure that if you're going to go to the doctor to get your ears flushed out, you need to. You have to lay down? No, you sit up. Oh. Yeah, you just hold like a um, oh. thing under your chin. You know what I was pissed off about, guys? She didn't even take a photo of all the junk <laughs> that came out of I Honestly, I couldn't. It was too embarrassing. Hannah, like, honestly, you know that's I love my this limit. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, one thing you could have done for Actually, me. what she said to me was she was like, do you want to have – most people want to see what came out of their ear. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So quite a lot of, like, wax had come out of the yeah. right ear. Um, it's kind of floating around in the water. Delicious. It's pretty gross. Mm. Uh, yeah, so – but the thing that I wanted to say was that she – the nurse recommended – she said it's actually because of – because it's been happening more regularly for me. She, what she recommended was – a ear suction place. Oh. So you can, um, yeah, so there's these places. I love the where, sound of that. Yeah, so they've got, <laughs> and, and what they can do is they can actually look inside your ear yep. and suction out yes. all of the wax because she said what happens is we're going in blind. So we're just like pushing water in there yeah. and we're not getting it all out. Mm. So the nurse recommended this place where they suction out um, or your earwax. So go to your doctor and have it if you if you struggle with earwax. I've watched um, videos of that have before. Have you? I yeah, I always love to watch these videos on oh. Facebook of like really gross stuff, like pimple popper. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not even gross enough for me. <laughs> I want to see someone get like you a have... bird eating spider out of their ear. Like, you I... are. Oh my god, you've got some <laughs> weird fetishes. Yeah, I know. Um, I think next time what I'm going to do is actually go to the ear suction place. Apparently, they it's much more effective at getting all the wax out of your ear. That's good to know. Um, the other thing that we've both talked talked about we were at our desk the other day and I'm like do you get like heaps oh. of wax build up on your airpods yeah, I think it's because we're both we've both got really waxy ears and yeah. we both have airpods because so- we're bougie bitches <laughs> And we can't clean our AirPods. Yeah, so biggest first world problem you can possibly have. I know. So Joanna and I talk about this a lot about the fact that we have waxy AirPods. Yeah. So the other thing that um about AirPods is that they're pushing the wax further into your ears. Mm. So that might be another thing. I used to use like um wireless like headphones yeah. that were they're probably that. better. They're the... probably better. But I just love the AirPods. Same. So the way to clean the AirPods is with a um, toothbrush. Yes. Can't you just put like what if you just get an earbud and put some micellar water on the end? No, and then, don't like, do without that. turning the earbud don't do upside that. down. Don't do that. Why? I don't think Apple would recommend using micellar water. <laughs> No, but not like not drench it, just a tiny bit um, to make it can moist. You, Joanna, I think you should stick to skincare advice, <laughs> not technical advice. Go to your, please go to your Apple shop to ask for the correct advice on how to clean your Apple AirPods. Don't blame me if you ruin your AirPods. No, I use it. I actually think I looked on the website and it was user. Um, Is that what they said? Oh, I don't know. I think we're getting into <laughs> bad territory now. We I don't sh- think Apple I think, would say that. I think we should not give medical advice and okay. also not give agree. No, not agree. give te- advice on your tech. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you st- if you struggle with earwax, um, just remember that if you get a fully blocked ear, um, make sure you use the wax sole and then go to the doctor and get it flushed out. But an alternative. I think that was medical advice. Sorry, we just said we weren't. Oh. <laughs> 
No, but um, you, you do need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, but the other option that I've just found out that I'm going to do is get it suctioned out. I'm yeah. really excited for my next And next block time here. you're going to film it or I'm going to come. <laughs> You'll have to come to film it. We'll just be yeah. like, um, I've got my friend. Can she come in? She's just filming. We do a podcast. <laughs> she wants to watch this later at home. <laughs> I had a friend message me. She's been listening to the podcast and she had a question, which was, I just always feel a bit confused about the right skincare routine. What products do you need in your 30s? What order to apply them in and what to spend your money on? Mm -hmm. And I guess I thought routines was such a basic topic, but really it's probably the most important topic. Yeah, I said to Hannah, can we do routines? She was like, no, boring. And I was like, <laughs> I just kept saying, no, 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 not doing it. Yeah. Um, but actually I think it's a really – I uh, hear you guys. Yeah, I'm here to help. Yeah, I feel like you, you're in more in touch with the consumer I than I am. I'm just like, what, what do I want to know? <laughs> so this is, uh, I think, a really good topic is to talk about skincare routine. I think that if you have specific concerns like pigmentation or acne – uh, we have already covered th- that off or we will be covering that off later yep. in the podcast. So really we're going to focus on a, a really basic standard anti-aging routine that yep. if you're in your late 20s or your early 30s or older and haven't got onto a you know anti-aging skincare routine, this hopefully will be really helpful to you. Um, so st- why don't you start yes. off so with the basics? I wanted to basics. start off talking about um, how to structure a routine because I often get questions about like where the, I've bought this new product and I don't know where to put it in my routine and where do I apply it. So um, the lens that I like to apply and the analogy that I use is that your cleanser and your sunscreen are the bookends to your routine. So if you don't have either of these two essential products, everything else in the middle can't be as effective. So those two products are the most important things in your routine because if you're not cleansing your skin properly, those serums you're applying afterwards can't be as effective. And if you're not using your sunscreen, you're then exposing your skin to more damage. So those two are the most important things to start with. And then you can start to build out your routine in the middle. So my advice for building out the routine in the middle is to become a bit more familiar with ingredients and products that are targeted to your skin concerns. Forget what influencers are talking about. Forget what I'm using. We don't have the same skin type. Do your own research if you can and go back to episode one if you need to. There's a lot of chat about ingredients in there that will help you to kind of narrow down the products that are suitable for you and the concerns that you want to target with your routine. And so in this episode, I think we really want to focus on, let's talk about anti-aging and just a standard and without going crazy. Like this person doesn't want a 10-step routine. They Mm -hmm. don't want to use you know, five different serums and they want to, they want to, don't want to like rotate everything. Yeah. So what would you recommend as like a really basic anti-aging routine in between their cleanser and their SPF? Yeah. Well, I don't recommend a 10-step routine. I don't think that's necessary for anyone. I think that's what people get scared off by mm. when starting on skincare. You really don't need to complicate it that much. You just need a few key things that are really targeted. Just really quickly, don't you think also if they say they introduce a couple of the products that mm-hmm. you're going to talk about now, yep. I, from my experience and from people that I know, um, they basically get they, – they introduce a couple of really effective products and they're like, oh, I want to learn more about this now. Absolutely. And then they start to do their own research yes. afterwards and then that's when the whole interest starts exactly. to ignite. You've got to show them that they can get results Yes, because they're probably used to using supermarket or chemist skincare and they're not seeing those amazing results that you can get from active ingredients. Um, so I think once they've seen those results, they're yeah. much more open to going, oh my God, what do I need next? Yeah. So I think starting off small 
small and then going from there. Very good advice. So when it comes to um, products to use in an anti-aging skincare routine, if you're starting off, I would always say a vitamin C in the morning with your sunscreen. And then at night, you would be probably rotating a retinol and a B serum or a HA serum and then have a good night cream as well and obviously an eye cream. So that's not too many products as long as you've got your cleanser and your sunscreen in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that should kind of get you pretty good results. And our guest on episode two, he said um, he's a scientist yes. and he said that it, he calls it CSA, yep. vitamin C, vitamin A and SPF. He actually made a really good point, which was if you want to look 40 at 50, start using this at 30. Was that what he said? Yeah, I think something, something along, along those lines. lines. And I was like, it was something like that. Yeah, you can so look like JLo. Go, yeah, just just look like JLo. Yeah. Go back to episode two. He had a really the way that he described it. Yeah, really, it's it'll it'll sell you. And then if you don't get any other products, yeah, you start on those three: SPF, vitamin C, vitamin A, and see what happens. Yes, the world will be your oyster. And, it's and like, I know that people listening to this are probably like, so what do I buy then? Yeah, so. Uh, the kit that I recommend to a lot of people, and I just recommended it to one of my really good friends, and she's been using it for quite a few weeks now, is the ASAP Platinum Collection. That's got all of their serums and their night cream and their moisturizer, and there's a limited edition pack that has the eye serum as well. So she'd been using that for a week. She sent me a before and after, and she was like, oh, my God, look how yeah. radiant I am. Look at my under eyes. Like, she couldn't believe it, but she'd never used good quality skincare before. Yeah. So you also recommended that I to your did. sister, Ruby. So I, we actually, and we've never spoken about this before, was yeah. the Platinum Collection. Yeah. Um, and, and we genuinely have both recommended this to friends and family. So my sister... Um, just she wanted to she's like I'm ready for I'm ready for better skincare and so I said I think you should get this pack because she she, basically the pack comes with a little sheet that says am pm and alternate nights and it's so clear it doesn't talk about ingredients and things it just it's really really clear it's foolproof Totally. You cannot stuff this up, people. Yeah. Um, and also it's really high-quality skincare. Yeah. ASAP is one of Joanna's favourite brands. I yeah. also love the brand. Um, the only thing that you'll need is a cleanser and also an SPF. Yeah. Um, but basically everything that you need is in that kit mm-hmm. with a instruction manual. So I, I would recommend that to anyone that's just like, I don't care, I don't know, just whatever. And that, yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, but I think a couple of other products, if you just wanted to get individual products, I think the the vitamin C that we always recommend is C for all Yep. I really like Dermalogica's Biolumin C as well. I actually use Aspect Extreme C. Oh, do you? Yes, okay. I do. Yep. Oh. I mix that with my new pigmentation product oh. for all my sun damage. I actually, um, and something that I want to mention if you do buy the Platinum Pack is to mix the ASAP C with the B serum. Because that's something that people, they're like, oh, the C serum, it's just peeling on my skin. You need to mix it with the B. I that always mix my, my B and my C. Yeah, mm. good. Oh, mm. I'm proud of you. Yeah, always. <laughs> uh, I call it, it's called cocktailing. Ooh. Serum cocktailing. Oh, my goodness. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new Hannah. Who is this? No, Who no, is no. this girl? On, Get her out of the didn't room. Did you see my Instagram story on Friday night? It was like 10 p.m. And oh, I was yes. like, it was like. I had a new instructions, my new skincare routine that Aspect have given me for my sun damage. And it was like cocktailing on a Friday. Yeah. It was like I was, you mix Cute. all your serums together. So yes, now we've talked about, you can mix the serums together. Talk us through layering. Okay. So when you are layering products, and I get a lot of questions about this too, um, use the framework of applying it lightest to heaviest. This 
goes across your whole routine. So what I mean by that is you apply your water-based serums and things first, then any oil products, and then your creams. So a trick for me though, is that I actually mix my facial oil with my um, moisturizer because I don't like the feeling of dry oils on my skin. Mm -hmm. So I like to mix them, mix it in my hands and then apply it. And then you don't get that oily finish that you can get from using a facial oil. I find facial oils peel on my skin. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. But I don't have any issues with it when I mix it in with my moisturizer. I am going to try that. Yeah. I have this really nice facial oil sitting at home that just never gets used. Yeah. I I love a facial oil, but I have to mix it with my moisturizer. It's usually Phytostat 9. Um, And then when it comes to sunscreen, that is always the last step in your skincare routine before you apply makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, So this morning, I actually ran into a little bit of a routine issue Mm -hmm. where I don't usually use a tinted moisturizer, but today for some reason I decided to. And I put on my, I put on my last serum, then I put on the tinted moisturizer and I was like, oh, wait, should I put and then I was confused and so I just didn't put SPF on and then I'm in the car and the sun's Naughty. on my 23 degrees today <laughs> yeah. and the sun's on my face what and I was like thinking? I I actually freaked out cuz yeah, now I, I do if too. I don't have SPF on and the sun <laughs> hits my right eye in the car I'm like oh, no and I just like I and I keep you know the um the visor on your car yeah. I have to move it yeah. like every time I turn a corner I move it mm. turn back Move it so yep. that the sun does not hit my face. Yeah, I don't I've want become any crazy. Sun. I know. I feel like getting into skincare and SPF <laughs> makes you crazy. It but does in a good way. Um, so in that situation, Such. your sunscreen should have come prior to your tinted moisturizer because the tinted moisturizer has a pigment in it, like mm-hmm. a foundation does. So you should put your SPF on before that. When do you apply your eye cream? So this is. Um, it's a topic of contention because... And I also want to say I didn't know this until a few months ago. You actually shouldn't put your active serums around your eye unless yeah. they're specifically formulated for the eye area. Yeah, and I'm naughty and I probably do take them a bit too close. But it does depend on the um, formula of your eye cream. So if you're using a cream, a gel or a serum, you know, you kind of apply it in the order of how you would apply your other products. So if I'm using a really lightweight eye serum, I mm-hmm. would probably apply that at the same time that I do my other serums, like at the end, mm-hmm. before I put on moisturizer. But if I'm using a cream-based product, I would apply that after I've done my moisturizer. So that wraps up our chat about structuring and layering. But if you do have any other questions, you can always hit us up at Adore Beauty on Insta. And also, you may not know this, but the Adore Beauty customer service team is always there if you're actually confused about what serum should I get for my skin type. They're actually really highly trained in skincare. Yes. So if you've got like, I really need a routine, I don't know what to use. If you've got one of those questions, you can just shoot us an email yep. and they'll literally give you a routine. So yeah. Or live chat on the site. Yeah. <laughs> We're really selling an email. <laughs> <laughs> So this week's product we didn't know we needed. Can I say that we both choose random products every single we week? We do. We don't. Really there's like products. never a theme anymore. Yeah, we're like not. Themed. I think we started with a theme and then we were like, nah, f- it. let's nah. just talk about shit we use. Um, so you talk about tan a lot. So mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about my favorite face tan because we have differing products that we use. So my favorite is the Eco Tan Face Water. It's almost like a toner. Like it's it's literally water, but it's a gradual tanner. So I put my um, moisturizer down and then I apply that over the top with a cotton pad. Over the top of moisturizer? Mm -hmm. I find it goes on evenly. So if I don't put moisturizer on and I just put it straight onto my skin, I find it gets a bit patchy and like kind of doesn't 
look quite right the next day. If I put the moisturizer down first and then I swipe it on with a cotton pad. Is that after all your serums though? No, I don't really, on the nights that I'm using, because I don't use it that regularly, I just do my moisturizer and then I do... My what tan. would you recommend though? So I've been thinking of starting to use a gradual tanner every day yeah. and I have the EcoTan one. Yeah. Can you put serums on over it? I don't think it would be as effective because I'm thinking like when you use a um, instant tan, like a two hour, like loving tans two hour, after your first shower, you don't um, moisturize because it affects the development of the tan. So that's yeah. kind of, that's why I don't do it. I don't apply anything over the top because mm-hmm. I've I figure, like, how's it going to develop if it's got all these other active ingredients over the top mm-hmm. of it? So that's why I do it the way I do. Um, and then I just come back, like, an hour later and apply a little bit more and then I go to bed. And then I wake up looking a bit glowy. I've it got it on glowy. today. I'm not wearing any foundation. It's I just, probably too pale for me. I just put no, – but I'm really pale. You she don't. Is. You aren't as She's pale as me. translucent. Yeah. Um, I didn't used to be, but I don't um, go in the sun anymore. So. Yes. Um, but it's – it's enough for me to notice that it's a little bit deeper than my yeah. natural skin tone. I actually know when you've got fake tan on because you've got a bit of a – Yeah. You look alive. Thanks. Also, <laughs> you don't look, look like a ghost. Time. Thank you. <laughs> Someone actually told me the other night, you, so they were like, I how old dead. is Joanna? And I was like, she's 26. She's like, oh, my God, she looks so young. Anyway, it was about the fact that you look translucent. Oh, uh, okay. So I look like yeah. a vampire. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. That's you okay. Do. I'll take that. Yeah. Anyway, now for your product. So for the product that I didn't know I needed, I have been talking about hair care a lot lately. You have. And I You're thrashing the hair care. I know. And I'm usually like, look, I don't find hair care that sexy. The reason is that I've been so lazy with my hair because it's so unmanageable. And so I found some products that really help me. Um, make it look nice. So I had a curling wand that I never used. It just went in the drawer because it was too hard to use. I burnt myself all the time. I once burnt my face and had to go to work with a big scab on my cheek. So I'm a little bit wary of of curling irons. So I have discovered it is called, it's Hot Tools, the curl bar, and it is on a 90 degree angle. How do you, and it's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. So there must be things that we can describe what? on a 90 <laughs> I degree. I can't think of anything like, else. Like, I was about to say like one of those weird rulers, but rulers oh, are straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know the rulers you mean. Like yeah, the on an angle, use. the architects yeah. use. God, this is really hard to explain what it looks like. Anyway, yeah. it's on a 90-degree angle so that you – it's really ergonomic so that you – and it also has a button so you can – it it counts down from five. Yeah, so it times each and curl it, that you do. Yeah, and then it, and it vibrates. So mm-hmm. if you really are challenged in the curling department, curling challenged, mm. I would highly recommend – I actually had bought online at Adore Beauty, I had actually bought – another curling wand and then I actually returned it and got this one after I tried it because it was so much easier to use yeah um yeah and it it look like some people don't like using heat tools that go up that hot Mm -hmm. and in that case you know there's the Dyson air wrap and there's some other things that you can use but for me um my hair's short so I cut I cut it so frequently that it doesn't bother me yeah um I find the curl bar really easy to use as well and I don't generally struggle with using my wand because I've used it for such a long time but it is super easy yeah so if you want to curl your hair but you're finding you find it really difficult to use a regular curling wand I would highly recommend 
recommend this one. I actually don't section my hair with it. I literally just do yeah, the top I noticed sections. Yeah, I that. Yeah. And then I run like a um, thick, a, a wide tooth comb through it. Yep. Amazing. You know what, who it would be good for? Because you don't have to lift your shoulder and your elbow like you do yep. with a normal. Um, so it'd be good for people with, that have like shoulder injuries yep. or like limited rotation and like, yep. I don't know. And also um, getting around the back is a lot easier. Yeah, mm. yes. I'm really impressed with you in this product. I didn't know any of you. You made no sexually charged comments at all. <laughs> I Did know, you get I some was... last night? Um, <laughs> um, no, I just felt like I needed to be a bit more professional. <laughs> a bit more professional this time. No, nobody told me to, but yep. I just felt maybe I should just, yeah. I actually was expecting you to make a comment about the curl bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was your product. It's long you didn't know you needed, and Hannah. thin and... <laughs> It's really like it's satisfying. It's warm. <laughs> oh, that's enough. That's yeah. enough. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.